Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 326. Yes, 326. That's a lot of talking of Mike and I, or Mike, or me, or guests, or whatever. We haven't done guests in a long time, which probably isn't a bad thing, but I don't know. It's a lot easier when it's just the two of us, because we kind of have our schedule now. But anyways, this week we're talking about an animated Spider-Man movie, the sequel to, uh, I don't know, the one that came out a couple years ago. Mike, do you remember how many years ago the original came out? Um... Was it like 2019? I honestly don't recall. Um, hold on. I, I I should have it clicked on it quickly for the IMDb's. What was it? 2018. So it took five years to make this one, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's a long one. Uh, this is a long movie. It's two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, so, Mike, um, how are you today? I'm doing good, dude. How are you doing? Uh, let's just hope you stay awake. You are already in the lying down position. So that means your flatulence will be easily picked up on the microphone again for the fifth week in a row. I don't know how many of you have noticed that, but I got to call that shit out. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I will neither confirm nor deny. Basically, what am I saying is that if you heard a fart on the podcast, it's him. It is not fake. It is not uh, uh, a sound effect. It is not me because I sit on my butt in a chair when I podcast. So, you know, if I fart, it's typically, you know, silent. But uh, anyways, Mysterious Mike Talent, uh, besides your uh, gaseous uh, closeting uh, podcasting, uh, why don't you give us a rundown for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? All right. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was uh, directed by uh, Joaquim Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. And it was directed by, uh, or written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, Dave Callahan. And this movie is starring uh, Shamik Moore. Haley Steinfeld, Brian Tyree Henry, Luna Lauren Valles, Jake Johnson, Oscar Isaac, Jason Schwartzman, and this movie is about Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. Okay, Mike, so let's just do this right off the bat. It has been a little bit, not that little bit, but a little bit since we've had a giveaway. Oh, yeah, it has been a little bit. This week we have the second part of our Dungeons and Dragons giveaway. This is the physical Blu-ray giveaway to accompany the digital codes we gave away a few weeks ago. So, uh, again, Mike, this one is hard to be biased against because uh, we both really love this movie. No, it was a lot of fun, man. I really had a great time with Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, I don't remember which podcast number it is, but it was not that long ago. It's 300 and something. 
Uh, but uh, we saw this in the theaters. We both highly recommend it. It was really a lot of fun. The story was great. The acting was great. Everything was just kind of a blast on it. So we're here to give you uh, physical Blu-ray copies of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Mike, uh, what should our faithful listeners do to be entered in a contest to win a copy of this film? Oh, um, I don't know. Just tell us your favorite uh, Chris Pine movie that's not this one. Okay, so there you go. You need to email Mike at realfilmnerds.com or Matt at realfilmnerds.com or nerds at realfilmnerds.com and tell us your favorite Chris Pine film that is not Dungeons and Dragons. Mike, what's yours? Man, I don't know. I think it might be like Star Trek. Dude, the Star Trek reboot was really, really good. And I am a Star Wars person that doesn't like the Trek. But uh, I think the reason why I like J.J. Abrams reboots is because they were a lot more like Star Wars. And that ended up resulting in him actually getting the Star Wars franchise. So I was all for it. Yeah, yeah, no, he he definitely has a certain style, and I, I don't know, I liked I liked those movies uh, so far. I'm I'm sure he's got some more coming. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'm not sure. Honestly, I know he did what? Did he do? He did two. two yeah, or he three? did two. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. So okay, all right. Well, let me get uh, down to the business for our friends over at Paramount Pictures. Bring home Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves on 4K Ultra HD today. Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez star in this hilarious and action-packed adventure where a band of unlikely heroes must undertake an epic heist to retrieve a lost relic. You can buy Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves on 4K Ultra HD and get over an hour of bonus content. Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves is rated PG-13. And again, it's from our friends over at Paramount pictures mike that's one thing i've been noticing is they do a little bit of the bonus content stuff when you buy something on streaming but nowhere near the amount of stuff you get when you buy a blu-ray or like a dvd which i love i love the behind the scenes the specials the extra stuff i really like that stuff yeah yeah i i I think that's one of the uh enhancements to try and uh get you to uh get the the next level up you know they have to kind of sweeten the pot yeah, yeah. Well, and not to keep talking about it, but, uh, you know, um, if you own a physical copy of that Blu-ray, as long as you have a Blu-ray player, you'll always be able to watch it. That's true. That's true. So, all right, Mike, onward and upward. Let's continue with our review of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, my first impressions of this film is, wow, it's insane. And it is a lot of fun. And they did an incredible job. No wonder it took so long. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. I had a great time watching this. It was, uh, man, how how did you like all the different Spider-Men? Well, Spider-Men, women, dogs, animals, all kinds of different spider creatures. But uh, yeah, I love that they're tapping the comic book universe in a lot of ways for the Spider-Verse. It's very reminiscent of the comic book world stuff. Uh, Lots of shout outs to uh, Spider-Men that were created in the comic books first. Um, One I want to just throw out right off the bat, kind of caught me off guard was uh, Spider-Man India. There was a four issue run in 2004, 2005 on Spider-Man India. And he was fun. 
but nowhere near as fun as he was in this film. His outfit was better in this film. His the voice acting, the story, the the universe they had for Spider-Man India. Man, dude, it, that was just one of my favorites of this film. Dude, it it was cool. They went to a lot of detail, and uh, I thought it was fun. I I, I liked all that uh, different traveling stuff. Like this was very creative movie, and uh, definitely, I think uh, leveraged a lot of that uh, uh, comic book material. Matt, one thing I will say in this movie was a little different is I felt like the kind of captiony explaining what something was you know like text boxes that that they did in the first movie they only did that a little bit in this movie well and the text boxes that at least the ones i saw or paid attention to they were on the screen for a very short amount of time compared to the first one and they might have had two or three sentences and you had like five seconds to read it i i think that is one of my critiques where they kind of could have fixed it I would have liked more of the comic book-ness like the first one as far as the text boxes go and just the um, verbiage in general. Like there was a lot of like the pow, kick, bang kind of stuff in the first one and there wasn't a whole lot of that in here. But one thing that I do really like about this one that they did in the first one but it was even crazier in in the sequel is the sheer amount of art styles that they changed for every Spider-Man, including... Not to get into spoilers, but the the I'll say the mass of spider people towards the middle slash end of the film, every single one of them was just about every single one of them was drawn differently. I mean, that was God. I can't imagine how long that took. Oh yeah, no, it, you're right. You're right. Um, I guess I guess it's hard for us to talk about this movie without giving away too much. So, so Matt, I'm just going to go ahead and ask you, uh, what are you drinking this fine morning, evening, or afternoon? <sighs> Thank you for asking, sir. This week I'm drinking a beer that I've had hanging out in my fridge for a little bit. It's from a, one of my favorite small breweries here in Arizona, uh, Flying Bassett. It is the uh, Honey Hefeweizen, and they are out of Gilbert, Arizona. And it's a a full pint it's a 16 ounce can so i like it i like it a lot nice dude like those tall boys um i had uh i had a new beer matt or well i mean new compared to the last few weeks it's a voodoo ranger uh hazy juicy ipa yeah but that's not new to you you've had that before i have but uh you know it's, it's new in the run i haven't you know it's you know, before I was drinking the same one for the last few, few yeah, pots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now the question is: is how many of these did you get on sale? Did you get another case? Uh, no, th- this this one was only a, a a bogo of six packs, not twelve packs. Oh, so you only have so you only have twelve beers. Okay. So you know, just just a couple days. Okay. All right. All right. So you'll have a different beer next week, then. Perhaps. Perhaps. Okay. All right. So, Mike. Uh, since we're already shoving along quickly, might as well do it again. I regret asking this question every week, but hopefully this one is a fun one. Mike, what is this week's incredibly bad dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. 
Dude, Matt, I think you're going to like this one. Uh, why are Russian dolls so stuck up? Because they're all inside each other? Yeah, they're full of themselves. They're full of themselves? Ha! Dude, you like that one. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I, I almost got that one, yeah. But uh, is that from my book that I got you? No. Yes. It is. The book has made a return. The book of dad jokes has made a triumphant return. I was talking about this earlier with Ma Hinshaw, who you will hear later in the podcast, about how uh, I need to buy you a new book that is two or three times the size because you've already gone through all your dad jokes. And come to find out, no, you haven't, because I know there's at least like 10,000 jokes in there. No, I haven't gone through the whole thing. Heck no. All right. Well, good. Good, Mike. So, okay. So this is technically not a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. So this question is going to be asked, Mike, and it should be really, really easy. Mike, why do I always say your name? I'm just going to go, how does Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt, this one is pretty easy. Uh, Haley uh, Steinfeld, who played uh, Gwen Stacy in this movie, is also um, in the MCU as uh, Kate Bishop from uh, the hockey uh, show. Here's another one for you, Mike. Uh, Oscar Isaac, who plays Spider-Man 2099, is Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, but that hasn't come out yet. Moon Knight has come out. Oh, it did come out. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I forgot about that one. Yeah, dude, there's tons of them. Like, I could keep going. Like, there's, there's, there's so many characters. There are, like, uh, uh, Karan uh, Sony, who plays uh, Dopinder in Deadpool one and two. He voices uh, Spider-Man India. Dude, I I caught that voice like, bam, like right off the bat. I loved oh, yeah. it. That was no, so immediately. funny. I was like, I know who that is. Yep. And then, uh, you know, I I think, yeah, Brian Tyree Henry voices um, Jeff Morales. I think that's uh, Miles' dad, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Brian Tyree Henry is uh, one of my favorite actors, up-and-coming actors. I think he is just incredible. His range is just, I mean, he's in Atlanta. He's done comedy. He's done horror. He was in... Um, He's done a bunch of the, uh, oh crap, I'm forgetting, uh, like, not Nope, but his fir- the first one, I'm spacing on the name, doesn't matter. Anyways, oh, yeah, dude, he was in Bullet Train too, man. He was in Bullet Train, yeah, he's just, he's one of my favorite up-and-coming actors, he's just fantastic. Anyways, he voices um, Jeff Morales, who's uh, Miles' dad, he also was in Eternals. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the tie-ins are just long and, like, this one's not a hard one to to double back. Even though it's kind of a Marvel movie, it's not. It's, like, in association with Marvel. Right, yeah. And then here's another one. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who voices uh, Hobie Brown, a.k.a. Spider-Punk. He's from Black Panther. All the Black Panther films. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, it's just it's just never ending, man. You know, Mahershala Ali. There's another one. Mahershala Ali is going to be the new Blade. So it's just yeah, it's awesome. I love it. 
I don't know. There's so many great cameos in this, not just from like Spider Men characters or different Spider Men, but just voices. Like half the cast of SNL has a voice in this. There's a guy that uh, did a lot of the Pixar movies, like from the very beginning. He has a cameo that does one of the voices in here. It's just, there's so many big names because they all, in my opinion, wanted to be involved in such a groundbreaking, incredible film series. Yeah, dude, I think so. I, I, I think it was like a no-brainer. They're like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll say a couple lines or whatever, you know, like it's got such a huge cast, dude. Such a huge cast. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, now we should just throw it out there, but we're now in the spoiler section of the Real Film Nerds podcast. So Mike and I are gonna kick open that door hard. So if you don't want it spoiled, you might not want to listen anymore. But uh, so Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out in 2018. Animation is nothing new. There's, It's been around longer than most actual live-action films. Uh, animation is fantastic, but there hasn't been, in my opinion, uh, innovation in it as far as like comic books are concerned since Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I thought it was just incredible. And I thought after we saw that film in 2018 that we would get a lot more films trying to emulate or inspired by Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and we really haven't seen it, at least not tying to like comic books. Yeah, no, we haven't yet, Matt, but I don't know if you've seen this trailer, but they're coming out with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again. Right, the one with uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. It, I it looks, really am looking forward to that. It looks more like this kind of style, uh, at least from my first initial looks. I, I'm very excited for that. I'm hoping that's going to be really good because uh, this weekend, this past weekend, I didn't get to go. I wanted to go, but I didn't want to go, but I did, but I didn't. So I was responsible and stayed home. But it was a fan fusion down in Phoenix. They did. They had a large chunk of the cast of the original live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film from 1989. They had the writer who actually lives in you know Queen Creek or Cave Creek or one of them. Um, but um, they had a large chunk of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cast and everyone here. And they screened the film twice at the movie theater across the street from the convention. And then they had a big panel about it. And one of the things that we're talking about was Seth Rogen and his film coming out and how everybody hopes it keeps the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle franchise alive and reinvigorates it like the 1989 film did, which I hope it does. It's the biggest. There's been a bunch of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films over the years. Michael Bay did it. Everybody hates those. They were not very good. Um, maybe going back to animation, maybe it'll bring it back around. I don't know. Mike, what, what do you think? I don't know. I'm a little bit partial to our heroes in a half shell. And uh, I just I want to go see him eat some pizza and, and do some uh, martial arts. I don't know. For, for whatever reason, because we, we were growing up when it was fairly popular, it's it's just i don't know it's nostalgic i i don't know i i'll go i'll go watch it i, I don't think i saw the michael bay ones i don't know why i didn't actually cuz usually i still watch that stuff maybe maybe i just didn't get a chance i i don't know i didn't watch the michael bay ones because they were garbage and you could tell that from the trailers so yeah that's why i didn't see the live action michael bays but i'm excited for this and being seth rogan I mean, he he put his name all over it. I think he's an executive producer on it. Um, 
I'm I'm excited. We'll see. Okay, so enough about that. It's on topic, though. We're talking about animation. We're talking about the different styles. But still, Spider-Verse, the Spider-Verse franchise, it's the closest I've ever seen of a comic book on screen, and I love it. This one isn't as good as the first one as far as those things, particular items go, but it still is very strong, especially the animation. It was very, very, very good. Yeah, no, the the animation is really cool. Um, I'm not exactly sure how they did some of the stuff, but it is cool. And like each each universe, each each Spider Man, each place that we travel in the movie, it's like totally different. And it's just like, man, it was really creative. And I I love seeing all that up there on the screen. And like sometimes it was really colorful, and other times it wasn't. And like sometimes it was just almost like eight bit and all, all kinds of crazy stuff, man. Like it was, it was neat, man. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, uh, uh, everything, uh, all everywhere, all at once. Everything yeah. everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I mean, it's a multiverse. The, so of course it does that, you know, one, um, not, that it re- reminds me a lot of, and we're, I started alluding to it earlier, but I stopped myself is, uh, uh, Rick and Morty because Rick and Morty is very much multiverse. But, of course, I mean, that's what the whole show is about. But in Rick and Morty, they have a area called the Citadel. And it is where all the Ricks and Mortys meet from all the different universes. And they get together and they have a police squad and they had just anything you can imagine. But it's just Rick and Morty. The uh, Spider-Man 2099 headquarters of all the Spider-Men, I guess you would say, is very rem- reminiscent of the Citadel to me from uh, Rick and Morty, and I loved that. I thought that was just really fun. Yeah, dude, that place is cool, like really cool. Um, well, it just has all of them talking and hanging out and just chilling, and it's interesting. Now, this is not how the story goes in the comic book, but it's interesting how everyone, all millions of them, infinite number of spider people, all of them are ignoring and trying not to let Miles Morales know that they exist because Miles Morales, they don't consider a Spider-Man. Oh, why not, dude? Oh, you didn't remember the explanation of that through the film? No, no, like, uh, what is, oh, because he... He was cause bit by a spider, by a, from not a from his universe. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that universe would have had a Spider-Man, but it didn't because that spider went to his universe, which is not what they did in the comic book at all. But I really like it for this movie. I think it really, really works. The only problem I have with it, though, is how they use that shit to end this film. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the basically one of two problems I have with this movie. I just... I don't mind cliffhangers. I'm okay with them. But I mean, for fuck's sake, man, we knew the third one was coming out and they literally just black screen it after a giant cliffhanger and they set it up. So I love this movie, but it still just feels like it's preparing us for the the third film. And it's just kind of like a stepping point. It's not like a continuation. Like, okay, okay. Empire Strikes Back. Everybody's comparing this to Empire Strikes Back and you know, other oh, oh, okay. big franchises where the sequel people consider better than the original. I don't. I consider the original better than this film, in my opinion. But 
Empire Strikes Back leaves us on a cliffhanger, but it still kind of wrapped everything up. You can watch Empire Strikes Back and it still feels like a completed movie. This doesn't have a resolution really at all to me. That's why it doesn't feel like a completed movie. It just feels like a transition to the next one. Yeah, dude, it seems like it just... It, it, it is all set up and build up and you're you're getting all excited and stoked and then it's like, all right, see you next time. Right. That's it. Where in Empire Strikes Back, you get, you know, holy hell, Luke Skywalker's dad is Vader. Like that's like coming to an endpoint on something huge. You know, yeah, you know, Han Solo's taken away and you know you're going to have to go. But there's a clear ending to this fi- that film. And in this one, it's not there. It's just not there. It just it's like, okay, get ready for the next one in another five years. Actually, it's yeah. next year. They I think they animated two and three at the same time. It's coming out next summer, but but still. Yeah, wow. Well I I mean, after just watching another movie that just did this exact thing, it's like, really? Cause we just watched Fast X. Yep. And it did the exact same thing. And I was like, holy hell, what, what, like nothing, like not even an attempt to try and like solve and like wrap things up. I mean, I understand why TV shows do it because until next week, you know, or until next, you know, tomorrow or whatever, because there it's going to come out a lot faster, but not movies, man. It's a whole year. By the time the next one comes out, I guess maybe it's a way to sell Blu-rays or digital copies because now you got to go rewatch it before you go see the new one, you know? I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't feel like a complete movie because there's no resolution. But I still I really love this movie though. It's very good. I want to go see it again. It was really good. I really liked the the uh the kind of the things that Miles' character had to go through with his family stuff and uh pressures between um like school and his relationships and just all kinds of stuff. I I really liked it. I, it's, it felt very real and organic. So I like that. No, the story is fantastic. It's very, very good. Um, I like how they really brought Gwen Stacy in and she was a big focus because, you know, I, I'm not sure if she's getting her own film series or if she's getting a TV show or whatever, but uh, the people that made, the the spider-man into the spider-verse franchise or whatever they're calling this the spider-man animated franchise i guess they're they've already said i think they're either going to make a show or they're going to make uh movies on her which is really great because she's a really interesting character too so i like them focusing on her a little bit and how she fits into the puzzle pieces but uh you know this is miles story and it's it really dives into it and uh, we haven't talked about him yet, but the I guess the first villain, I don't know. The villain could get a little odd in this, but uh, Spot. The Spot? Wow, dude. What an interesting, interesting villain, man. Very creative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very interesting, dude. It was, it was interesting just to watch it and try and keep up with what was going on. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, and the animation of the Spot? Holy crap, dude. Like, I, I wow. That was one of those ones where I'm like, how did they do that? You know? Yeah. I, I figure they just, you know, they just let the AI do it or something. I have no idea. 
Well, dude, most of it, I, I was talking with my mom about this. Most of this animation is like hand drawn, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know how they did a lot of it. it it's so different, uh, the style. I love it, though. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. They really came out with something neat. And it is surprising, Matt, like you said, you know, 2018. I know we had a pandemic in there, but no one's really tried to do anything else that's like along these lines except for maybe this this teenage mutant ninja turtle movie i i I don't know but you know animation movies of this caliber do take like you know four years or something you know like that's you know pixar they their movies take four years or so to make so yeah and pixar's is mostly um digital but a lot of pixar stuff just like this is hand drawn as well even though it's digital you know, they have some, you know, things where they can do AI and fill in, you know, movements and stuff like that. But I mean, this, this film is just gorgeous. You can take just about any frame out of this entire film, just like the first one and blow it up. And it would be a gorgeous poster on a wall, or it could be a comic book panel in its own. And that's just one frame. And there's God, hundreds of thousands of frames in this film. Oh yeah, man. Like tons and tons of frames, dude. Yeah, and it they're that good. They're that beautiful. I mean, it's just awe inspiring, you know. The it uh, maybe it took the technology to get to this level to have it be so clean and polished and unique. I don't know, man, but for me, I mean, we can get into our ratings here pretty quick. But for me, when this one drops on Blu ray, I'm buying it. Like, I want this in my collection. I will have a hard copy of this, just like the first one. When the first one came out, I bought that. I wanted a hard copy of it. And I don't buy a whole lot of hard copy films. But this one, insta-buy for me. So so what you're saying, Matt, is you recommend seeing this in the theater? I, I think that's what I was getting out of it. 100%. I think you definitely need to go see it. Um, I think, Mike, you should take your children. It is only rated pg I think they should go watch this movie and they should enjoy it and become giant nerds like me. Uh, I I would do that, but I think the only way I can get both my kids into the theater and like not have a huge, crazy distractions is I have to rent the theater. That's fine. You're rich. You can do it, Mike. Well, I, I'm telling you, they they don't have the pandemic discount anymore. They're getting more expensive. Ah. Uh. Well, my younger sister takes her nine-month-old into movie theaters all the time. Now, what that usually entails is after about 20 minutes, her picking up the baby and going out into the hall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, it, it is difficult to take a younger child to a movie when they're, you know, when they're babies, it's because they cry. And then when they're a little bit older, they start to understand stuff and they might freak out. <laughs> so, or if they start running around like chickens with their heads cut off. That's true. When I, when I, when I, uh, I screened Black Widow, uh, I bought the movie theater out and brought the kids. And uh, Flynn ran around like a, a mayhem up and down over by the screen for like half the movie. Damn. So that was the one that you bought out the theater? I thought you bought out the theater for something else, too. Uh, we went to a few other bought-out theaters, but like that was the one I bought That out. was the one you paid for. Okay. Because I was trying to remember. There was one that was big like that. 
but I don't remember what it was. But oh, hey, so that's one thing I was going to talk to you about. Um, on your uh, avatar on Paramount Plus, dude, you know they have like Shark Week because it's Discovery that's combined with it. Yeah, and you didn't put a shark; you put a giraffe. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's fine. I was going to change it to a shark for you. I made uh, I made my mom's account uh, Aquaman. <laughs> you know she loves her Jason Mimosa. Yeah, that's funny. All right, all right. I'll change it to a shark. That's no, fine. dude, you do what you want to do. I just was like shocked. I'm like, there's literally an entire row of sharks for Shark Week, and you didn't pick a one. Like you could have a different one like every day for like two weeks. Yeah, I need to see when Shark Week is this year, but I guess I could stream it all now. You that's can. awesome. Yep, it's all on the Discovery Max combination whatever whatever thing so okay mike so enough about sharks i know it gets you really excited you need to go to bed you're getting old we need to squeeze ma hinshaw in here where i think i'm going to have another giveaway this podcast but we're going to do it with ma hinshaw so stay tuned for that uh but mike um the most important question how many reels do you give spider-man across the spider-verse Oh, uh, I think I'm going to give this one five reels, man. I had a great time with it. And although it ended on a cliffhanger, I'm still not going to deduct it. I'm going to go five out of five. So I'm the dick. No one ever thinks I give five out of five reels ever. Steve, my buddy Steve, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not because you're a jerk. Because none of my friends listen except for Mike and I because we're recording it. But anyways, um, I have given five out of five reels. And in the past year, I gave Top Gun Maverick five out of five reels for sure. Yes, yes, you did, dude. Uh, you know, it's, I, you know, I agree with you. The ending is kind of crappy, but at the same time, you know, two hours and 20 minutes of an animated movie. Wow. I know, I know, and I probably should change it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stick to my guns, Mike. I'm giving it four and a half reels. One, because I don't like the ending on a cliffhanger, and two, the um, there wasn't as much comic booky things, you know, like the bubbles and the pop-ups and as there oh, were in yeah, the first dude, one. I know, yeah, I noticed that too. I thought that was a little weird. I actually thought it was odd that they only did it a little bit yeah so those are the only two deductions i have but that's you know drops it down a half a reel but i still recommend everyone to go see this movie it's for parents it's for kids it's for dads it's for aunts it's for uncles it's for alcoholics for heroin addicts everyone needs to go see this movie this movie is fantastic so i probably should be giving it a five because fives i truly believe that everyone should go see but i gave the first one a five i loved the first one this one i don't love it quite as much i still love it pretty dang much though quite quite a bit yeah, Matt, uh, I did some quick math. Uh, there's 316,800 frames. Yeah, that's a lot. And it was that's what, running at 24 frames a second? Yeah, 24 frames a second, yeah. Because I think that's what, what this was at. Um, I don't think it was a 30 or a 60. Uh, that would just be insane. <laughs> I think it's probably 24. Yeah, I think it's probably 24, which is fine because that's what all of us are used to seeing. Uh, 30s are nice. Uh, 30s aren't quite as smooth and weird looking as a 60, but, you know, 24s are great. So, okay, Mike, before we end the podcast, 
Um, there's no radio last week. There's no radio this week. So that means we can kind of go and not go to the theaters. And I gave Mike the option. Transformers comes out this week, which I'm not excited to see at all. Really could care less about it. Another goddamn Michael Bay Transformers, and it's going to be terrible, I'm sure. So I gave Mike the option to pick the film. Mike, what film are we going to talk about next week? Uh, Matt, I think it's been a long time since we've done what we call Legacy Cast, and uh, I think we should do The Fifth Element, uh, starring Mila Jovovich and Bruce Willis. I already can tell you when I'm going to rate it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to wait until next week, but I'll just say it is very high. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great movie and, uh, I, I'd, I'd like to watch it again. And then, uh, Chris Tucker's in it too. Of course. Dude, Chris Tucker's amazing. Bruce Willis is in it. Mila Jovovich. Uh, um, what's his face? The guy that plays uh Debo. Um, oh, I forget his name. The really big dude. He plays the president. Love that guy. He's hilarious. But anyways, all right, there we go, folks. Fifth Element. I'm not sure where you can watch it. Um, I know where Mike is going to be watching it because I own it because that's how much I like it. Uh, But yeah, next week, Fifth Element. Um, Mike, uh, I think that's all I got other than uh, go out and watch Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse in the theaters. It made $208 million on its opening weekend, which is setting records for animated films. Keep those records going. Uh yeah, and you can you could stream the Fifth Element on uh, looks like um AMC Plus right now. Who the I hell has which, AMC Plus? I don't know, but that 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 who who has it to stream? That's like one of the ones I don't pay for. Like if they had like some decent stuff, maybe. But oh, isn't AMC Plus? Don't they have that one where it's like AMC Plus and like Shutter and like another one combined? And it's like 10 bucks a month. I don't know. They might. That might be uh, worth it if I was you because, you know, you like your horror movies. But ever since, you know, Walking Dead and Better Call Saul and um, Breaking Bad are all kind of over, like, I don't really watch much AMC anymore. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of AMC stuff in a while. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh I guess there's just so much stuff now too, man, and and I don't have as much time as I used to. So I'm sure there's still good shows. Yeah, it wasn't Catching Fire on AMC. That was yeah, but that was on uh, Netflix. Ah, okay. Yeah, that was a very very good show. I really enjoyed that show, especially because I'm a nerd. Uh, uh, okay, man. So uh, I guess uh, with that we can wrap it up. Um, make sure to enter the contest for uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, uh, our giveaway. Uh, tell us your favorite Chris Pine movie, uh, not including Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, email me at Mike at the Real Film Nerds or Nerds at the Real Film Nerds. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, make sure to follow us on the socials Twitter, Instagram, and uh facebook and uh we'll catch you on the next pod thanks for listening everybody thank you for listening to the real film nerds now don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at real film nerds now go out and catch a movie welcome
Welcome, everyone. This is Ma Henshaw loses her cookies. Episode number 16, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I think I got it. Hello? Are you talking to our listeners? Or your listeners? Yeah. Whoever. Are you talking to me? Well, you're there. Oh, hello. Hi. So, Ma Hinshaw, we're talking about a cartoon. And for those of you who do not know, Ma Hinshaw is high as a giraffe's ass. So this <laughs> oh, might be no. a fun podcast. We'll see. Oh, no. She's on drugs. She's been drinking. No, the shenanigans well. shall ensue. So, Ma, this week we talk about a cartoon. It is a sequel to the 2018 film... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but this week it is Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Ready, set, go. What did you think? I thought it was just amazing. The artwork was just fantastic. I just can't believe how they did all of that. It, It was really something i i just can't say how really really good it was it was a treat for your eyes but you and can't I, see so how is the treat a treat I, for your I eyes i can see i can see sort of i can see okay so what about the voice acting what about the story what about the plot what about uh well, the everything voice, the voice acting was great uh, Gwen, she was really super, and uh, I loved the parents. I thought they were just really cool, typical parents threatening. You're grounded, but Who's then the parents? mom was uh, Marvin's parents. Who's Marvin Melvin? <laughs> anyway, his parents. Do you mean Miles Morales' parents? Oh, yeah, Miles Morales'. Yeah, Miles. Oops, that's one I did. Miles, not I... Marvin, not Melvin. <laughs> I got Marvin <laughs> the Martian. See, I told you, folks, she's high. She loves I got her drugs. I with our gardener. Oh, my. Oh, Miles, I'm so sorry. Please. That's how rich you are? You have a gardener? <clears throat> well, yes, we do. Once do you also a have a maid? Well, I love it. No, I get I old, I move out, and now <laughs> you get all these wonderful things. <laughs> and, oh, anyway, well. You have air conditioning in the house now, too? No, no, we'll never do that. Mm-mm. Okay, Only all right. Anyway, he was great, and I love how, you know, the mom comes in. You're grounded for however long, I can't remember. And then... So he's like, okay. And then Gwen comes in and she says, well, you're grounded, but you can get out of the room from the window. So that's what he does. I thought that was fun. Yeah, Marvin. Huh? Marvin Morales. Um, (laughs) Oh, I'm giving up on his first name uh, that's it i'm done <laughs> it's miles morales you old bitty. i'm gonna start calling you matthew morales in a minute mateo oh, morales 
<laughs> okay, so you enjoyed Miles, you enjoyed Gwen. What about all the other spider people? There are literally hundreds of thousands of spider people in here, and you only like two? And the parents? That's it? Well, and I like the, the the bad guy that was spot covered in spots or whatever. I don't know. Do they call him Spot? I think so. Yes, they did. You got that you one go. right. Hallelujah. I didn't have to call him Miles. Anyway. No, or Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Praise <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And well, no, I didn't. I recognize Peter Parker, and I love the baby and that situation. But I didn't know the one. Well, and I'm not a Spider-Man comic book aficionado. I'm not. I just, wow, that's shocking. My 81-year-old mother is not into comic books. <laughs> How dare you? Thank God, it's one thing I don't collect. <laughs> anyway. I collect everything else. I mean, yeah. no. Anyway, now, yeah. for those of you who come over to my house and see my hoard, you now know where I got it from. But my friends don't listen to this podcast, so none of you all understand. So it's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah. But okay, anyway. so continue. What Spider-Man are you talking about now? Marvin? Uh, no, I don't know who, who he, it was. He... He was like, what was it, Maximilian or so? I don't know what that. Spider-Man India? No, I don't think it was India. It, it... Anyway, I didn't know who he was, but I guess he was a Spider-Man. I don't know what, where from or whatever. Well, which and one I are you of... talking about? There's literally hundreds of spider people. Okay, I can't count that high right now. So uh, whoever Yeah, because you're too high. Oh, I know I'm not. I'm still a little sick and a little weird, so that's all. Okay. But uh, anyway, Matt, help me out here. I don't know which one you're talking about. There's literally hundreds of spider people. But, But he was mean and mad and everything, and he wasn't nice. And he was in. One of the spider verses with Peter Parker and, and other folks. Well, Peter B. Parker is not the original Peter Parker. He's the one from the first film. Remember? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now he's back with a baby. Right. So, but mom, there were hundreds of spider people in the, the spider verse tower or whatever you want to call it, where they all were. That's spoilers for those of you who don't know. Which <laughs> one are you talking about? There's like hundreds of them. Well, I don't. I can't tell you because he was just one of the main ones, and he was very mean and not nice. Are you talking about Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man uh-huh. 2099? That's it. Miguel. I knew it was an M. I wish they quit making these M words. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, Miguel. at least you didn't call him Marvin. <laughs> I remember... Miles, Miles. Okay. Okay, so what are you going to talk about Spider-Man 2099? 2099? Well, that's who he is. Oh, he is? 
Yes. 2099. Oh. Yes. He's one of my favorite Spider-Men that was introduced in the uh, mid to late 90s. He had his own run. He has his own run right now and in the comic books. Oh. Miguel O'Hara. Wow, that's different. Okay. No, I don't read comic books. How in the heck would I know? Well, you're the one that was talking about him. Oh, well, he was mean and he wasn't nice. Well, probably because uh, Marvin Morales is the one that is destroying all of, you know, killed his wife and child and destroyed his, you know, world because he was an anomaly. Oh, well, I, I forgot that. How many times did you fall asleep during this movie? Well, I don't think many. <laughs> How high were you when you saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? I, no, I hadn't gone to the doctor yet, so I, I was not, you know, drugged up. Because that's one of the big plot points, is that Miles Morales is not considered a Spider-Man. He's an anomaly, and he's the reason why all this chaos is happening. That's why they won't you know, weren't going to let him in the Spider-Verse society or whatever the hell it was. Oh, oh. I think we need to change this podcast to Ma Hinshaw <laughs> gets movies explained to her that she already saw. By right. Now. Well, see there, I want to see it again, guys. So, you know, it's a good movie. You can go see it twice. Are you going to stay awake during this one? I'll try it. Yeah. I'll okay. Really try okay. Hard. I- I can't take this pain anymore. It hurts. Is there <laughs> anything else you want to talk about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? Was there no, any nudity? I didn't notice any, no. Well, for a PG movie, I hope not. Well, I hope not, too. But anyway, it it was just beautiful artwork. That's all I can say. It was gorgeous, and I don't know how they did all that. And my favorite was the webs. And the webs were so cool. They were really neat. Anyway, but I would go see it maybe twice, okay? Okay. That's Ma so, Hinshaw's recommendation. Ma Hinshaw says you should go watch it not just once, but twice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I okay, do. so, Ma, I can't take the pain. Let's just get it over with. Okay. Let's pull this, you know, band-aid off. How many reels do you give Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? Well, I- I'm going to give it four and a half because I'm not smart enough to give it a five. <laughs> You're going to give it what? Four and a half. Four and a half? You're not going to give it a five? No, because I'm not smart enough. I didn't understand. What the hell does you being smart have anything to do with the production of the film? Okay, I'll give it a five. There we go. No, you can't change it now. Okay, I won't. I won't. I gave it a four and a half. There, that's pretty good. Four and a half butterscotch cookies? Uh, No, it's oatmeal raisin with walnuts again. Rum raisin? No, I don't have any room. Sorry. (laughs) You're drunk on something. Margarita raisin? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I just had a lot of medication. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. So, Ma, next week we're watching an old film starring Bruce Willis and Mila Jovovich from (gasps) 1997, The Fifth Element. 
Yes, my husband's favorite, one of his favorite movies. I don't understand why Dad loves this movie. He's not into sci-fi. He likes Mila. Okay, then has he watched any of the Resident Evil films? I doubt it. Yeah, she's the star of all ten of those, or however many there are. Oh, well, I doubt it. But he liked this one, I know that. Well, oh, great. From 1997, again. The Fifth Element. 1997. You were, what, 12? Oh, that's good. Okay. I was not 12. <laughs> you can't do math at all. Uh, for your information, I, I was driving a vehicle by then. Oh, Lord, really? You were beyond 16. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to this in the comfort of our, our couch. With you don't sit dogs. on the couch. I do too. Anyways, all right. I well, I, I can't I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Why do I keep doing this? It's just so much time and effort and hate Sorry, I... and anger and high and drunk mothers. I, I just You're ruining Eric, this is all for you. Too. Lisa, this is all for you. You make me do this. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to see a movie I actually understand One of these days you'll see a movie that you can talk about For more than Well I mean shit you've been talking for a while it's just, <laughs> Yeah I, I don't know how to get you to talk more about the movies I don't know how I pull it out of you Lisa does some But I don't get it Well I don't know mm-hmm. I mean all you the do is col- say it's great You say you don't talk about the colors You don't talk I mean well, what? The colors... Mom, were... you are an artist. You know how to critique stuff. Oh, they were beautiful. I love the red. Wonderful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. If I walked up to a class and I was expected to, to cre- critique 25 students' uh, artwork and go, oh, it's beautiful, what kind of feedback asked. is that? Not much. I never had See? that many. And you know how to do this, you crazy old I bat. Know. Well, thank you for calling your mother an old bat. Yes, I'm old. I'm not and a, you're bat. a bat. No, <laughs> I'm not. Okay. You're not Batman either. No. Oh, please. No. Although, we're going to watch him you know, here in a couple <laughs> weeks. So. Well, quick, give me all the comic books. No. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. own all. That many Batman comic books, Mom. I'm not a Batman aficionado. I'm a Marvel guy. And you know that. Yeah, I know. I know you are. Wait a minute. I do have one from 1985 or something. Where did I get that one? Batman. Yeah. I may have to check it out. I don't think I've donated it yet. Well, anyhow... (laughs) Do do you want to say goodbye to everyone and and thank you for listening to this torture? <laughs> do you want to say goodbye to everyone and say thank you for listening to this torture? Okay, goodbye everyone and thank you for listening to this torture. Go see that movie. Okay, I'll do it proper because that was just rough. Oh, okay. Thanks everyone for listening. To Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies, episode number 16, Ma Hinshaw's High as a Draft's Ass. Next week, The Fifth Element. 
chosen by Mysterious Mike Talent. Uh, it's streaming somewhere. I think it's on AMC Plus or one of the TVs. I don't know. I own it, so that's how we're going to watch it. So, anyways, thanks again, everyone. We will chat with you next week. Uh, hopefully, Ma Hinshaw is a little bit better in her right mind and not her left mind. Bye. <laughs>